0: Today's football news is with thanks to FujiClean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. Call one
1: 733 619 or visit fujiclean.com.au time to talk all the football news and as always we're joined by producer james clark morning clarky hi oh, boys i thought we'd be doing weather a segment or something but no, well, well, no we're all uh, good. plenty of time for that clarky plenty of time for that it's and raining here in brisbane now i told you i told you it, told it would clarky did send me a text saying it's going to rain in 38 minutes and it has in fact rained in 38 minutes another rain man <laughs> who can see into the future is our former socceroos scott mcdonald how are you, Scott? <laughs>
0: Um, very well, thanks. I'm not too sure. My tips of late haven't been great, guys. I've
1: got to be honest. No, oh, you can go again, Scott. But, um, what, the news that coming out this morning is the Ballon d'Or and our man, Karim Benzema. Uh, he's won, uh, the award as the best player in world football for the first time. So, uh, no Messi, no Ronaldo, f- uh, f- for the first time in quite some time. So, uh, but, you have gotta say Karim Benzema, he was the favourite, but uh what a what an incredible uh year he's had, forty four goals in forty six games, helped Real win the Champions League and, and La Liga. So I uh, d I don't think there's anyone to dispute uh Benzema's, uh winning the Ballon d'Or this year.
0: No, you're absolutely right, Clark he um spot on with that, you know, I think everyone he was everyone's, you know, tipped uh player to, to win the Ballon d'Or and rightly so. I think it's well deserved that Karim Benzim has won it um, in terms of the season previous that he's just had and obviously he started again uh, this year getting his goal in the El Clasico over the weekend and leading his team to victory against uh, their arch-rivals Barcelona in that 3-1 victory
1: Yeah, that, on that 3-1 victory it's uh, they, were, they were pretty... Pretty dominant in that game, Real Madrid. Uh, just far too good for them. And now that puts them uh, unbeaten in La Liga with uh, Barca three points adrift. So, uh, Real looking good again. And uh, and always like, they're always at the top end of the, the tree when it comes to Champions League as well.
0: They are. Look, they get the job done, don't they? And for yep. as much as everyone says now that, you know, they are a, a, an aging team as well, with the likes of Tony Cruz and, and Luka Modric in the midfield, but aren't they wonderful players? And we just said this about Messi and Ronaldo earlier. We just have to enjoy all these guys while they're here because once yeah. they're gone, they're gone. And it's going to be very difficult to replace these types of elite players. Um, hopefully they do keep coming. Um, but that was a huge win for, for Real Madrid as well, clarky and, and Barcelona now, the pressure just mounts on Xavi and, and Laporta, the, the the club president as well. Everyone talking about the financial debt they're in and how much money they spent over the summer to try and get some success this season, and all of a sudden they're on the uh, cusp of being out of the Champions League, and, and now obviously losing to their arch rivals will be absolutely turmoil over there right now in Spain.
1: In terms of the EPL, uh, Scott all eyes were on Anfield, and they weren't disappointed. A pulsating match, Liverpool one, Manchester City nil, breathed some life back into the uh, Liverpool campaign.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny enough, my son's just next to me fist pumping the Liverpool fan that he is. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's seen it coming or anyone seen it coming, um, this weekend with the form that Manchester City have shown and particularly Haaland. Um, people thought they were unstoppable, including me and Liverpool's form of late hasn't been great, but that man, Mo Salah, seems to be back to his best for Liverpool, obviously getting a hat trick midweek against Rangers in the Champions League. And then coming up with a good, uh, obviously, on the weekend as well. And the game wasn't without its controversy, was it? VAR was involved once again for that first goal. But I think rightly so, guys. I think think it was a foul that Haaland produced on Fabiano on the halfway line before the goal was actually scored, and it was the right decision. We've seen a couple of VAR incidents even in the Arsenal game as well this week.
1: Yeah, we see that in VAR a fair bit, Scott, and I guess the big, uh, the talking point out of it is no one disputes that that was a, uh, a foul by Haaland, um, but a lot of those fouls go on in the other two thirds of the, the pitch and not in goal scoring and they just seem to just go th- go on and, and play on, nothing happened here. But uh, the, it, it's the scrutiny that VAR puts upon goal scoring, which I think starts to annoy the fans. And obviously that also that VAR uh, debacle in the Arsenal game where they had to stop the game or the, the game was delayed because the the power uh, there was a power outage. That uh, why why seriously couldn't they just go back to the old system and just say okay, in the event of the VAR not being operational, let's just go back to the old way and uh, let's play the the linesman and, and the the referee and the and the fourth official.
0: I think for the the plain reason of uh, equality yeah. in terms of yeah across across the whole league itself for the games that week if you were to say every game in that week was was not going to be var i think that would be fair enough clarky but i think as we've seen your your beloved arsenal could have actually been in a bit of bother yes um, if the var hadn't have intervened obviously patrick bamford pushing pushing over Gabriel and Gabriel sort of falling down and then Bamford pretending, I think, that he got kicked, um, which would have led to the penalty and him getting sent off and could have been disastrous for Arsenal. He went over and seen the TV screen and realised actually that what he thought had happened hadn't happened and made the right decision in the end. But yeah, it is frustrating in terms of that, when they have that phase of play um, for when a goal is scored, you're completely right, Clarky, that these fouls go on time and time again and don't get picked up during the game. We don't stop the game for them. Um, It's only when it was obviously a, a serious incident or a goal that's, that's scored that they'll actually intervene and look at those um, those incidents itself, which, yeah, it, it will frustrate people. But again, I will go and say again, it, it was the right decision. So yeah, it was. Um, and
1: uh, and Leeds played really well in that game. They, that, that missed penalty opportunity from Patrick Bamford, though, that, that cost them... Um, very unlucky to not come away with a, a point in that game. And, and Arsenal, yeah, consider themselves quite lucky. But that's what happens. You know, you, you're the hunter, aren't you? And then you travel away to places like Ellen Road. Not, not easy places to win. And I know they've got it, they've got Southampton as well, which is not an easy place to go and play either. So, um, they're the tough, the, the tough games. It's, it's, it's okay when you're winning at home and, but it's those those travel, and then as the weather sort of deteriorates in, in England over the winter, they're the, they're the hard ones you got to you got to win.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and that, that that was the real positive for Arsenal on uh, on the weekend that they got the job done, Karki. You know, it wasn't it wasn't pretty at times. Obviously, uh, Saka getting his uh, fourth goal in three games. He's in fine form for, for Arsenal, and for what bodes well for England, it's uh, coming in the World Cup as well, not too long away. Um, But, yeah, look, um, Leeds, it was a a game of wasteful chances for Leeds. They had great opportunities. You know, Sinistera, Bamford had uh, a wonderful
1: couple of opportunities as well. So,
0: you know, they rode their luck a little bit, but they're uh, flying high and four points ahead of now Manchester City at the top of the table.
1: Yeah, and their keeper, Aaron Ramsdale, I I think he saved the game for Arsenal in that one. He was uh, judge man of the match. But uh, Spurs... They're they're cruising at the moment, too. Uh, They've got to be happy about that. Uh, They defeated Everton 2-0, and Chelsea with an impressive 2-0 win over Villa, which puts more pressure on Steven Gerrard. Yeah, well, it it really, really does. You
0: talk about Tottenham. They're their best-ever start to a Premier League campaign. There's something in the water in North London at the moment, Clarkie, I tell you. um, It's boding well for them both at the moment. Um, And then you go on Chelsea... Graham Potter, now that's his fifth win in six games for for Chelsea as well. Things seem to have turned the corner for Chelsea. And Mason Mount scoring a double. And, yeah, you talked about that man there, Stephen Gerrard. He is under all sorts of pressure at Aston Villa now. It doesn't bode well for him or the villains. I think we talked about it last week in terms of the firepower that they're lacking right now in terms of Danny Ings and, and, and Watkins up top. They never bolstered that. Uh, over the summer. I think that's where they're really, really struggling. And Coutinho's just not performed this season like he did when he came on loan. So the pressure is mounting, and they're saying he's only got two games to save his job, and they need some
1: big performances and big results in the the next two. And before we get to your selections uh, for the few midweek games this week, uh, Man United, Newcastle, it promised to deliver a a lot of goals, but it didn't. It was nil all, and it was a bit of a fizzer. And... uh, Um, yeah, what what were your thoughts on that one? Obviously, your son would be pretty happy uh, with that result. Uh,
0: Yeah, well, look, nothing surprises me with Manchester United now. It's gone back to that grindy, boring type of football that they're playing at the moment. They did it midweek against Nicosia, uh, snatched a victory late on, and and then, obviously, the the game against Newcastle. They had the chances at the end of the game, didn't they? You know, Rashford had a a glorious chance with a header right at the back end, Um, just couldn't get the job done, and Look, uh, I I fear the worst for them, Uh, you know, come, you know, I think it's on Thursday morning, our time, uh, when they play Tottenham, they're actually at home again. But with Conte's tactics and and how their uh, performances and form are, it's going to be a tough game for Manchester United. Yeah, we might
1: get you a, a, a like, to give us a, a treble for the next uh, couple of mornings, oh, we got no pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you're going to get back on the no. horse, though, you, Scott. You said you'd, I know, tr- you'd, you're traveling too. poorly, but you got Brighton, who had a disappointing loss on the weekend. They're taking on Forest, who are entrenched in the the bottom three. Uh, Brighton over dollar forty. The draw four seventy five. Forest seven dollars. And Crystal Palace taking on Wolves two twenty. The draw three twenty five and three forty.
0: Yeah, look, I think I'm probably the Palace Wolves game for me. Yep. Um, tough one because both teams aren't in in great form
1: at the moment. That's for sure. But I'm going to go one-one draw in that one, Clarky. There you go. Good odds on that. One-one draw in the Crystal Palace Wolves. And uh, what about uh, on Thursday morning? Give us one for Liverpool West Ham at uh, Anfield. This this should be a good game.
0: Oh, yeah, it should be. I think with Liverpool now, I think they're turning the corner a little bit, Clark, here. you know, I can see them winning this comfortably. I'm going to say 3-0. 3-0 Ooh.
1: to Liverpool in that one. And uh, your boys, Man United, taking on Tottenham. Oh, <laughs> you had to
0: give me that one. You didn't want to give me the big one to no, the no. Arsenal, Man City one. <laughs> um, well, that's Tottenham, yeah, that's
1: postponed because I think they're playing Eindhoven. Uh, this week in uh, Europa so are. yeah of course they are yeah
0: that's right apologies um so I'm going to say Tottenham two one there
1: Tot- you go I'm going to get my own team tottenham two one all that yeah no pressure that'll that'll get you back on the horse but uh we'll we'll chat again <laughs> Thursday morning just before you Thanks, go Scott just before you yep. go mate this came through from the ice man morning boys really enjoys Scott's contribution to the football segment just wondering if you've seen the rexham documentary based oh, on the purchase by Ryan Reynolds
0: I have. I'm about halfway through it at the moment. I just got up to the episode about the hooligans. So Yeah, it's so that's brilliant. Was quite, that, that was quite interesting. But, yeah, it's a, a wonderful insight and totally different from what we're seeing at the moment in terms of those try um, fly on the wall documentaries. So uh, it's a really great watch. If you haven't watched it, go and get it.
1: Yeah, it's good for the family too. Good, good on you, Scott. We'll chat Thursday.
0: Thanks, guys.